Are you reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Yay, we are live with AI for Creatives. I am so excited to be doing the show uh, via LinkedIn Live today with my lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. Hey, Camila. Hey. And we have a very, very special guest in the studio, Krish Ramanini. Hey, Krish. Hey there. And if you are joining us for the first time, AI for Creatives is all about bridging humanity, art, and technology, and exploring these emerging texts such as artificial intelligence, and how can we move into this digital age while keeping humanity first. So we are always excited about what we're talking about because we keep up with the latest and the greatest, and we're always blown away even though we're in the space. And, um, but, Camila, you know, we always do a roundup. What have we been up to before we dive into today's topic? And today we'll be talking about the rise and craze of AI assistance, in particular, the note-taking tools that has been really taking um, virtual meetings by storm. And Chris is here to give us his insight from Fireflies as the co-founder and CEO. But before we dive in, we're just going to take a little walk down our daily diary. What have you been up to, Camilla? Well, I was thinking of which thing have I been up to? <laughs> so many things, <laughs> right? Yeah, so I had mentioned that um, a while ago, I mentioned the website impactaccelerator.global. Mm -hmm. And so basically that was a website that I created to help creative social impact founders with strategy, really education, right? And what I'm finding now, I've worked with several different organizations and founders and entrepreneurs, and they're kind of at this point where they, you know, started on their journey and they've been doing the work and mm -hmm. now they realize they need a strategy, to start to implement different things. So I'm, okay. I'm kind of feeling grateful that I can be a part of so many different people's lives and so many people's nice. journey on making an impact on the world. I love it. And really I created that to give creative social impact founders tools and strategy to make more of an impact on the world and kind of that sort of educational component of that. And so since then, I've just been involved with a lot of different social impact founders. And I think what happens is people hit the ground running and they start, you know, building their business and making an impact, boots on the ground. And then they realize, you know what, 
to do more, I need a strategy, right? Yeah, yep. awesome. Perfect. So I just came back from a really long stint in New York, which kicked off with Fashion Week and attending on behalf of Rain Magazine, looking for your rising talents, of course, on the runway, but then moving into you know, speaker mode and joining the digital fashion week with conversations around AI and fashion, and then moving on to FIT and, and then to the women in IT summit, and then rounding that out with a panel at the fast company innovation festival. So super, super exciting, um, either discussing AI and fashion, the future of work or AI and artists, and it's just great to be a part of that conversation and moving the space forward. And tomorrow I'm doing a live LinkedIn audio with some incredible female entrepreneurs um, where most are in emerging technology, but they all have a passion for moving into this space and empowering other women, decision makers and leaders. And so we will be live tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on LinkedIn audio. And that is for the House of Nova Collective. I'm running an AI master class. And so for those of you, those of you that are entrepreneurs and leaders, check out novalorain.com, click the link for the AI master class and would love to see you there. So that's what I've been up to. Well, why don't we start the conversation, Krish? Um, I just have some like really fun points before we go into your AI origin story and some other things we're going to go through, but my mind is thinking around, this is the very beginning of AI assistance and virtual assistance, and maybe the very beginning of our own virtual assistant robots, like who knows, right? But I have to say the first time I saw a note taker app join the room, it was usually before the person joined the room. And I remember initially I was like, who's that? (laughs) Or what's that? And, and then a few minutes later, you know, the person whose app it was note taker, it was joined the room. And it's now much more common than it was uh, a few months ago. But I do remember I was just a little taken aback and then saying, Oh, okay. Well, are there any manners around this new space (laughs) about joining the conversation, recording the conversation, you know, having, receive the benefits on the other side. I think it's pretty amazing in terms of efficiency, you know, as it relates, but again, my mind always goes to the future. Like, are we heading down that path of like robot virtual assistants and, and what are the manners of this new space? In order to look into the future, I think it's also good to look at what have been the past trends. So back in the 1980s, Microsoft and Bill Gates had a entire vision around putting a computer on every desk. And in the same way, uh, we want to provide every person an AI meeting assistant, AI work assistant for everyone in the workplace. And so that started with that simple vision that the future of work will involve having some sort of assistant be able to be there and do work for you. Why is it just that the executives and the CEOs and presidents have a personal secretary or business admin? We wanted to do that where let's use AI to give everyone that sort of assistance. 
And it was a very different way of building software. And this was before the whole AI wave that happened in the past year. So now it's becoming more front and center and more acceptable that you will have this autonomous agent that you can talk to and have it do work. And so the way Fireflies joins meetings really sets that context up that it is a fly on the wall sitting there taking notes for you. Um, it's silent. And uh, it's then afterwards sending you your action items and reminding you what you spoke about. So we're trying to emulate the characteristics of what the world's best personal secretary would be. And we're imbuing that into fireflies. I love that. And I love that perspective of making it, making this very concierge service more decentralized, right? And, you know, we're all busy. We all want to spend more time with family and friends. Like, why can't we have an assistant too, right? Why can't we have a PA as well? And, and if this is the first step towards that, you know, especially for entrepreneurs that are typically juggling, you know, those that are working in smaller enterprises or startups, this is a game changer. And to be able to disseminate this information, you know, to stakeholders and other individuals whose schedules may have conflicted in a way where it's efficient, I think is also super powerful. And I love how you brought back brought us back to the history. Yeah, like, yes, like, okay, let's not get too far ahead. Let's go back and revisit where, where this all started, where this came from, what the inspiration is behind this new tool and technology. And I love that because I do feel that part of what we're doing with AI for Creatives is offering education, is offering access and making people aware of information that they normally wouldn't have come across on their own. So thanks for that tidbit. And so we are dying to hear Krish and again, for those that are just joining in, we are with our very special guest on AI for Creatives, the live recording of our podcast, Krish Ramanini, and he is the co-founder and CEO of Fireflies. And so Krish, what is your AI origin story? It all started with this thesis, I would say, that there is immense knowledge buried inside conversations. When we want to get anything important done, it happens in meetings. It happens when we have conversations. Why is it that I can remember an email I sent two years ago, but I can't remember a conversation that I just had two hours ago? So if we mm. start with that, I believe that was the bedrock of everything we started doing. And AI mm. was a means to an end. So we felt meetings unlock tremendous amounts of knowledge and value and how we can understand those conversations, make sense of those conversations, analyze those conversations, summarize those conversations, led to the formation of the Fireflies AI note taker, uh, which is the bot that joins your meetings across Zoom, Google Meet, all the other video conferencing platforms, Teams, WebEx, you name it. And uh, after the meeting, it gives you a perfect uh, full length transcript it records the video. You can listen to the call. You can search back through the call. You'll also get action items, an outline of the meeting, summary, bullet point notes, all of that good stuff. And imagine being able to have been using Fireflies for six months or a year or two years, and not just yourself, but your team, all of that information is stored in one central workspace or repository. Now you have the knowledge of all of your team in one central place. 
So I can go back and remember exactly what I said two years ago to mm -hmm. a vendor. Uh, I can know how my salesperson is uh, doing in front of customers. I can better understand candidates that my recruiter interviewed that I didn't get a chance to dive into. So it's really giving you this bird's eye view of all of the knowledge that is being thrown around inside an organization. Now we're giving it some structure. And that's that's the that's the formation of fireflies. All starts back to that thesis. There is knowledge buried inside conversations. I love that. I love I love how the knowledge piece is the center of that. I mean, one, we know we're moving more into a knowledge-based economy, especially with automation. And there was an article I came across as I was doing some research that said this is a game changer for knowledge workers. And you normally wouldn't think of, you know, if you're a stakeholder or a founder. Um, maybe you're an influencer or a thought leader, you're not necessarily thinking of the term knowledge worker, right? You're sharing information, you're ideating, you're co-curating, you're collaborating. But like you said, there are these brilliant ideas that are, you know, being disseminated in these conversations. And, and then who knows, maybe the conversations are an hour long, hour and a half, who has time to go through a full audio of that and to have something that can, you know, organize it, and, and help you analyze it and help you, you know, spit out just the pieces you need, I think is game changing. What do you think, Camilla? Yeah, I think it, it's very interesting. And it's interesting the amount of data that it is going to collect and what is going to happen over time with that data. That would be very interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, I think I find notes good to go back and reference. I don't know if people always read the notes, but I think if it's in a, you know, kind of concise uh, way, then I think it would be good. I I'm curious about the analyzing part. Like, can you go a little bit more into like how Fireflies analyzes the notes? For example, if you are having a conversation with a customer, Fireflies can tell you how much you spoke on the call versus your customer. And if you've spoken for 70% of the call, it's basically telling you you're being too chatty. You're talking too much. You're not listening. It can tell you how many times you said ums and uhs and uh, filler words to help you improve the way you communicate. It can also analyze and tell you, oh, when was pricing brought up? When was uh, when were objections brought up? How many times did you guys go back and forth about partnerships or integration? So any key topic that you talked about, it's able to help scan that. It can also do sentiment analysis for a particular speaker and say, hey, this call had some positive sentiment. Here are some parts where there was some negative sentiment. So there is a lot of uh, meta level information that can be pulled from the voice of our conversations. And this helps people sell better, hire better, pick up red flags when they're talking to folks, uh, and also dive into the parts that help them make sure that they can be the most productive people that possible. Because if we are constantly going back and forth on a topic and Firefly is able to analyze that and say, hey, there's some friction around this topic, that is really insightful. Now, if you zoom out to a dozen meetings you had and you realize that's a recurring theme, those that sort of analysis will help you tremendously in making sure you correct yourself or fix the way that you handle some of those meetings. I know this isn't going to be a completely technical conversation, but I, I do want to ask on the sentiment analysis, is that based on your voice or based on the copy, based on the actual transcription? Today, it's a primary form around what is being said literally in the copy. 
but okay. there will be ways for us to also look at like tone and inflection and uh, all this other stuff in the future, which we're we're looking into. But just from the actual words that are said, you can learn a lot uh, about the way people phrase things. Are they being passive aggressive? Maybe so the AI will need to get more robust, but it's a really good indicator of tone and sentiment. Yeah. And as you were talking, you know, I hadn't thought about it like this in terms of it being a really great training tool, media training tool, public speaking tool, an asset to professionals in the communications industry. So that's really interesting. Love, love that. I have another question for you. And you're in the AI space. You are a founder. You're on the cutting edge, bleeding edge of this new emerging tech uh, city that we're all building or world that we're all building. What are you most excited about as it relates to the future of AI? I believe that in the past, software was a means for people to go into a system and do work. Mm -hmm. I believe AI will be the one doing the work for us, and we will be guiding it and shaping it. So the way we interact with technology is going to be fundamentally different in the future. So today... If I were to use any sort of product like a software, I'm still doing most of the work. I'm still entering all that information into a CRM if I'm using mm -hmm. that sort of technology. Whereas I believe the future is having AI agents and assistants, which what we're working on, to allow for us to do work. One example of that today is if I have a sales conversation and I have my CRMs like Salesforce turned on, Fireflies will go in and automatically log the call notes and all of the information into Salesforce. One of the mm. biggest things that managers complain about with their reps is, I don't care if you're the greatest rep in the world, if you didn't enter the data, it didn't happen. And so everyone has this data hygiene and data entry problem. So instead of saying, let's go build another software tool that's going to give you a nice UI, that's going to make it a little bit, 5% easier for you to enter your data. Uh, because sometimes, to be honest, entering data into old CRMs is very time-consuming and tedious. Instead, we're saying, no, let's just do the work for them. And mm -hmm. let's have the AI actually go in and fill out all that information and fill out the notes and call logs and activities. And so this is the shift that's going to happen with AI from technology that helps you do work to technology that is going to do the work for you. Interesting. Yeah, I I think every marketing person would be super excited about that. I was just having this conversation the other day with someone that's in sales and marketing is like, fill out, you know, all the data so we can get that and we can make some effective marketing and sales is like, no, I'm not filling out anything because I'm too busy selling. Right. And so that just alone would be amazing. And I think we always say on AI for creatives that, um, it's really AI is a tool to assist you while you're working and help you do the things that you probably don't feel like doing anyway. And so I would love to ask you, like, now that you're visioning, like integrating AI into workplace, what do you see? Like, what is your vision of the future of work? And I, I'm asking that question, too, because that's always the hot topic of is AI going to take away our jobs or what does the future of work look like to you? Future of work is a broad topic that has many strokes that you can paint. I think in the context of what we're doing, I can answer that and then I can extrapolate a little bit. In terms of what we want to do at Fireflies is that 
there is an immense opportunity to help organizations understand the voice of their customers, the voice of their candidates, and the voice of their colleagues. And what that will do is it will allow for us to get a 360 degree view of our company. So it's the three C's and then the fourth C is the company. So customers, candidates, colleagues, and then the company. So in this knowledge driven world, having that information and those insights is insanely valuable. And it will make people, AI will make knowledge workers more informed, uh, more productive, more creative, and it will eliminate a lot of the redundant manual tasks. So from note-taking to CRM data entry to even you can ask Fireflies after a meeting to say, hey, write a thank you note or a follow-up email to this person I just spoke with, or please go in and fill out my project management system with some of the action items and turn them into tasks and put them in my Asana board or in Trello. So there's, there's this future augmented world like we we live in this like sphere of distorted reality when it comes to ai that it's going to be able to also help us be the 10x version of ourselves and i i say that meaningfully in the sense that ai can help us learn information faster it can help us be more personalized in terms of how we understand things and it stays helps us be informed some of the best people in the world that make the best decisions have a team of helpers that are constantly feeding them data, insights, inputs, so that they can make the best decisions possible with the given information. But an individual has to go and source that data, find that information, and half the time is burnt actually gathering that knowledge and information. And so AI should be able to help all sectors of work doesn't matter if you are in operations on the customer facing side, if you're even on marketing. So with marketing, let's go back to the voice of the customer. So a lot of marketing folks want to know what customers are saying, or they keep bothering sales and say, so uh, what was like good about that call? Like, what did you hear that was like a nugget that we can then go use for our marketing campaign? Instead, you can just have fireflies tell you, Hey, here were the, like the six parts of the call where, uh, customer explain fireflies as this from their point of view. And we have so many marketing teams that now work lock in step with sales where they don't have to bother sales, but they have access to the game tape and they can go back and pull that information out and go build great marketing campaigns. So I believe we're going towards this world where knowledge will be ubiquitous. Uh, knowledge will be available at your fingertips and AI will give you superpowers give you the data, give you the insight so that you make the best decisions possible. And that's really what all of this efficiency, workflow automation, whatever buzzword you can think of around future of work, it's really around this core piece of getting all of that information out. Well, first of all, I love your passion. <laughs> and I love the utopia that you just painted and the comment the 10x version of ourselves. I mean, maybe that should be a quote somewhere all over your website. Love that statement. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's look forward. And, you know, part of what we like to do on the show is really, you know, balance the excitement around the tech, the innovation around the tech. And then, you know, as we're building, as we're inventing, as we're creating, how do we continue to put humans first? How do we continue to protect our values? 
and our livelihoods. So what can we do now? And well, first of all, what do you see going wrong? <laughs> and then what can we do now? What guardrails can we put in place or what can we think about, start having conversations about to prevent that from happening? So two-part question. What could go wrong is that the AI is in, in theory, right? If you are not using it in the most appropriate way possible, it could lead to inaccuracies and bias. So for example, there was a situation where some lawyers were having Chad GPT write up their legal briefs and submitting it, and it was making up false cases. And they completely relied on that. And the judge was like, what is going on here? And they got disbarred for that. So there is guardrails that need to be placed there. So when I look at legal firms that are using AI, they're looking at it as a more as a means of knowledge retrieval. And they're also not having their junior folks just jump in and start using the AI. You still need to learn the ropes, learn to do it yourself, right? I, I believe that in the future, if we have self-driving cars, that's great. But I think it's still helpful to know that you know how to drive just in case the car doesn't start up. So I, I believe that the people that work still need to know the foundations, right? Even pilots, even though the flight flies itself 90% of the time, you still need to go through the training, the rigorous effort. So people should not get too relaxed about it. And they should see Fireflies or any of these AI technologies as more as an augmented assistant that's going to help them give them superpowers. You can, with it strategically use, have it do some work for you, but over-reliance or complete reliance and negligence is always going to be a risk, right? You're seeing that with self-driving cars on the road, uh, but this is always the chasm that we have to cross when we adopt and incorporate new technology. So back in the day, imagine when like maps first came out, right? Google Maps, Apple Maps, right. and uh, people, if they put their full blind trust into a map and it's showing a road off a cliff, would you follow <laughs> that or not, right? So it's the same way where there should be a little bit of skepticism. I think that's healthy, um, but there should always be this idea that, and this is more on the consumer side that, you know, there is no like immediate threat of a singularity or the AI takeover, but over-reliance without understanding how the technology works or understanding the risks it could have is a problem. So one of the ways we alleviate that within Fireflies by setting guardrails is we have one of our really recent functionality that's been picking up a lot of steam. Uh, we have a chat GPT-like assistant that you can talk to after a meeting. So instead of reading mm. the transcript or the summary, you can just go ask Fred, that's what we call it, uh, Fred's <laughs> our AI, and you can ask Fred questions about what happened on the meeting. So how many licenses does the customer want to purchase? What platforms are the customers wanting to integrate Fireflies with? Uh, mm. So you can ask it lots of questions or when do they plan to deploy the product by? And who are the other decision makers that need to sign off on this contract? So when I'm asking these questions, there are sometimes chances for the AI to misinterpret and give you the wrong answer. So we ask it to show its sources, cite, cite, tell me where in what part of the call, give me a timestamp to where you drew that information. So that way you as the human have the mm -hmm. final verification step. So if something doesn't feel right, you can quickly right. jump to that part and review it. So in that way, I think we need more guardrails. We need more mm -hmm. visibility 
into mm -hmm. where the data's, uh, data is, that's being pulled in is coming up with answers. Yeah, you know, I so much good information there. And I just want to put a pin into your example with Google Maps. And, you know, if you're being directed one way and, you know, off the cliff, I clearly and vividly remember being directed down a one-way four-lane street, okay, in a college town. And so I make the left turn and I'm like, I am the only one going in this direction. <laughs> just, and I didn't know the area was my first time driving through. So I'm blindly listening to my GPS. And so to your point, we're at a stage where the horse still needs the jockey. And it's so, so important that we remember that it is going to take those individuals that have that expertise that's guiding and directing and editing and massaging and asking for those citations and asking for better results, right? And it's not, we're not going to just let the horse run around the track on its own. And so I love those examples that you shared. And, and every time you give us an example, I'm like, oh, it's good for this. It's good for that. You know, coming into the conversation for me, I was saying, okay, an assistant, it's a great assistant. It's a great note taker. You can, you know, definitely get benefits from the data, but hearing how detailed you are with your examples to say, wait a minute, this is revolutionary for sales teams, marketing teams, communication trainees, you know, it's powerful. And this is just one small aspect of the entire bubble of the world of AI. So love that. Camilla, jump in. My mind actually went back to uh, MapQuest, <laughs> if anyone remembers that. And that was even worse, where you would print out the directions <laughs> and try to follow them or whatever. And it just, it was totally wrong. And then it makes me think of ways now where you can, you can actually go and see if there's an accident or see if there's, you know, police on the way. So it's it's interesting to see how the technology has evolved over, over time. And I guess that's always the case. But even when that is the case, you still have to use that human common sense in a way <laughs> and know that you can't, you know, 100% rely on it. You have to go back. You have to do your check, checks and things like that. So I think that's a great point. Love that. Krish, this is awesome. You're going to say something. You want to say something? Oh, no, I just remember in the early 2000s, we were uh -huh. supposed to go to a birthday party. It was like a two-hour drive into San Francisco. My parents printed out the map, and uh, <laughs> we drove for two hours. We couldn't find the place, uh -huh. and we ended up driving back home, and I was so disappointed as a kid oh. uh, then. So that was, uh, that was the thing, right? Like when technology today, right, we can go to yeah. any country, any place in the world, and rely on the technology. So it takes time for the technology to yeah. get, get better. And think about like a, a time when there was like no internet or dial up internet where it was extremely slow to now we're streaming uh, 4K on the train. So it is, <laughs> this is just in the last 10, 20 years, how much of a transformation has been happening. And that's just regular technology. That's just your Moore's law and how you have your computers, Your the technology on your phone is more powerful than uh, the technology that put people up in this space back in the 60s and 70s. So all of that considered, I think AI is 10x that. So the rate mm. of change is hard for anyone to predict how right. good it can be and how powerful it can be. But it's still, you, you still need to be the jockey uh, in control of that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I am so sorry you didn't get to that birthday party. I mean, <laughs> clearly it's still it's still a memory that's etched. And I don't think I'll ever forget going down that one-way street either. So yes, we definitely need this engagement. And I love the example with Waze because that's a, a beautiful example of the human interaction and interface with the technology, right? It's humans that are saying, hey, there's a cop ahead. There's a car on the side of the road. You know, that's a beautiful example. So thank you so much for sharing that, Camilla. Krish, I am just blown away by all the knowledge you have. I love, love, love your energy and passion for the space, for what you're doing, you know, game changer. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today on AI for creatives and just showing us how this technology can continue to help and benefit humanity. And then, but it's also super important to understand, okay, here are the pitfalls and this is what we can do about it, right? Like have these conversations and have that participation. So I appreciate you so much for joining us today. Uh, Krish Ramanini from Fireflies. So if you guys haven't checked it out yet, please do. How can our audience stay in touch with you, follow you, reach out to you. Yeah. So LinkedIn, you can follow us. Uh, Chris Ramanini uh, is my profile there. Twitter, I'm slightly starting to get more active there. And then I also <laughs> have a public profile on Instagram, all are Chris Ramanini. So we'll be sharing more and more exciting updates, announcements, podcasts, information that we're learning uh, yeah. as, we, as we build fireflies. And we're happy to share that with the audience. Yeah. Is there, a, is there like a sneak peek exclusive update you can share with us now <laughs> exclusively on AI for creatives? Yeah. I believe that we've done a lot of work in being one of the de facto note takers for all the popular video conferencing platforms. Mm -hmm. And the next phase of Fireflies is to help people that are collaborating and working in person. So mm. we will have a mobile experience so that if you are mm. having a really important conversation with someone, you can just drop your phone down, have it captured, and then within two minutes, three minutes, have it entirely summarized and have the transcripts from in-person meetings. So that will be Brilliant. available soon. Android is already in beta on the App Store. iOS is coming out shortly. Yeah, so that's an exciting announcement. coming. Yay, soon. exclusively on AI for creatives. Thank you. I'm definitely going to get that. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us again. And of course, guys, you heard it from Chris. You could follow him, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> Chris Ramanini across all platforms. And again, thank you so much. We're going to just do a really quick wrap up conversation. Camilla, so what are your thoughts? You know, I came in thinking about the future and of course my brain is going to go all the way there. I'm already at okay, virtual assistant robots. And there's a robot sitting across a table and I'm like, well, how far is this going? Chris brought me back to the origins of this story of where we are now and has really set, you know, some really great points and this foundation of what the tech can do. So I'm just wondering what's going through your head right now. What well, first I, I didn't know what he was talking about when he said dial up. I don't, I wasn't around then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, I feel so old in this conversation. I remember that now, but, <laughs> but no, I, you know, honestly, I definitely am on a lot of zoom meetings and I see people's AI, you know, pop up all the time. And it's interesting to me, but after having this conversation, I'm really impressed at how robust 
fireflies is and just mm-hmm. the implications that it has for like organizations or just people in general, as far as like how you can use it. And then, you know, he answered one of my questions at the end, because I have some meetings that I don't necessarily do on, on, you know, a virtual means, but I might do on per in person or use different platforms that maybe aren't supported. And so to do that in person, I'm like, oh, well, that's amazing. So really, really super impressed. And, and I always enjoy talking to someone from a company that is always, you know, forward thinking and thinking about the next use and the next application. Like, I just, you know, love that, uh, seeing that in a company. So. Yeah, I agree. So I have a question for you. Are you, do you see yourself, I'm going to bring, I'm going to take you into the future too. Do you see yourself sending your bot into the meeting and not just, just not showing up? (laughs) Are you going to be, are you going to do that? Um, no, (laughs) not anytime soon. I think if it was an avatar and it was at a point where people were kind of used to that and maybe it was just an update type of meeting maybe I would do that. And it it really depends on the meeting. Like if you're in a meeting, you don't necessarily have a large role in that meeting. You're just trying to, you know, take notes, interject here and there. I can see that, but I think not being there and it's just your AI, at least at this time, I know with meetings, there's a couple of things there. There's one, there's a lot of politics sometimes that goes into meetings. So who showed up, who didn't show up, who brought their AI? Like maybe that might be a thing. I don't know. And then the other part is just the ideals that might come during a meeting that maybe isn't not something that you said in the past, but maybe something that you just thought of, you know, based on what someone else said. And so my question is like, how can AI produce those new ideals? And maybe for that, it's not necessarily good, but for certain meetings, maybe it is good. And then the question is, if everyone puts their AI in a meeting for status updates, then no one needs to attend the meeting. If you think about it, like maybe someone can have an agenda, the person that's running the meeting, and then the other people can, you know, be there with their AI. And then they just have the meeting with the updates and we don't need the meeting. So it depends on the meeting. I think, how about you? Could you do that? <laughs> or have you done it? I'm there. No, I haven't done it. Um, I, I think, you know, what I'm hearing is we still need the jockey right? We still need the whole purpose of coming together is that co-creation, you know, if it's an efficient meeting and productive meeting, it's the ideas that are going to be generated. I think that's so powerful and how we can use the technology to really optimize that and 10x that. So I, I, I'm still the jockey on the horse girl. Like that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm voting, but I do think there will be instances and yeah, some, maybe sometime in the future, it's all going to be bots in the meeting and we're on the beach. <laughs> so but this is great. Um, looking forward to like really following the growth of fireflies and and seeing how the space in general grows. You know, it's moving so so fast, and it's it's a fun ride. It can be a little overwhelming because there's so much coming from all directions. But it's really going to have a dramatic influence on our businesses and our lives. And so just, you know, being a part of that and being on that train is super exciting. So this is where we wrap AI for creatives. I want to, again, super, super big hugs to Fireflies and Krish for joining us and sharing so much great insight. 
And again, this is AI for Creatives, where we are examining the intersection of art, humanity, and technology. Brought to you exclusively on the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network, and that's Kangaroo with a U. This is Nova Lorraine, and again, I'm here with my lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. All right, until next time, guys. Ciao. Bye. Bye.